Hello and welcome to the Gaming Cog Podcast, where we beat games old and new, then analyze them here on the show. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host Christian. Hello. And today we are talking Resident Evil 2. How did you enjoy it, Christian? A lot better than the first game, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. This one's a lot easier to digest. Yeah, and in a lot of ways it feels kind of like what I was saying in the last episode on how from memory at least the first resident evil game for playstation was a lot more streamlined right there was less going out of your way less running around everything just kind of made more sense it flowed a lot better this game made me think a lot about that um kind of how i remember resident evil 1 being so a lot of the pluses that i was trying to highlight in the last episode i experienced in this game here yeah, definitely. It it did flow a lot better. Um, they seem to guide you in the right direction without a, yeah. too much backtracking. Um, a good a good amount of save points in chests, so you weren't always having to run to the same like three spots to try yeah. and get. Yeah, this game you're I, so much better in my opinion. <clears throat> if it weren't for the fact that there was like one big continuous story, I would say just to start with this game at least based off of our experiences with the Resident Evil remake, the first remake. But should we uh, hop right into the story recap real quick then? Yeah, so quickly, uh, so you played, uh, so there's an A and B side. Uh, Yeah, so there's two different characters that you can play as, Leon or Claire, and you get to pick which one you play first and which one you play second. And there's slight story differences, nothing major, but there are slight story differences depending on which character you play first. Yeah, so I played uh, A, Claire, and B, Leon, and you did the opposite. The opposite, yeah. I played Leon first, Claire second, which is the way they had them ordered on the disc, but it seems like more of the lore is canon from the way you played it, but there's a little bit of canonicity from all four different uh, scenarios. So really, it doesn't fucking matter which one you do, but you seem to play the most canon version. I played it the way that they present it to you on the game, on the disc. Yeah, uh, and as we play more and more of the Resident Evil series, I think uh, we're learning that uh, I don't even think the creators knows what's canon. So they seem yeah. to go back and forth <laughs> on what's canon and what's not. Definitely. And kind of make it up as they go. But uh, yeah. you played it slightly more recently than me if you want to start going through uh, the story. And yeah, I'll so I mean... When there's a bit of differences or anything. Sure. So just to roughly go over it, not going to try to get into too, too many details... You have your opening scene where you come into Raccoon City, uh, which is roughly two miles or 20 miles, something like that, from the mansion of the first game. So you come in, and there's, like, shit on fire. There's zombies on the streets, all this shit. And your two main characters end up meeting up, Claire and Leon. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, uh, this game, which was only made about two years after the first one, uh, didn't use live-action openings. Uh to the yeah. Irish song, yeah. maybe, but I was thankful for it. And the voice acting is a lot better, even compared yes. to the remake, which is the 2002 remake of Resident Evil 1, which is incredible. I don't know how, but yeah. it's not great by any means. We'll get more into that later, but the opening is a lot terrible. better. It's not terrible. There's a lot more story elements to this one. It's a lot more yeah. structured. Um, so the two characters meet up. They hop in the car together. You find out that you are Leon, or one of the two main characters is Leon. Uh, he is a new and upcoming police officer with the Raccoon City Police Department, which I think coincidentally he literally... is the same department that Stars comes from. 
and I think he literally got hired like that day. He, he, or just he, started that day yeah, or it was some very, shit like that. Just got yeah. through training. Something along those lines. Unlucky. The other main character that you end up meeting up with is Claire. Uh, Claire Redfield at that. And she is in the city looking for her brother, Chris Redfield. Which, of course, was one of the main characters from the first game. So you two meet up. There ends up being a car crash. The two characters get separated. So at this point, this is where the, the story divergences start a little bit. But regardless, both the characters have the mission of making it to the police station. So you get to the police station, regardless of what character you are, and you start exploring a little bit. Uh, we can talk about the differences in just a moment if we want, but just for the quick overview here, you get to the police station, and then it's a lot like the first game where you're exploring the mansion, but this time you're exploring through the police station, trying to find keys to unlock doors, discovering little bits of lore, things like the, the T-Virus coming to Raccoon City and decimating the city, uh, you find out that the police chief was actually working for Umbrella, trying to cover up all this information that Stars had uncovered at the mansion. Uh, there is Umbrella is working uh, in the city, developing a new virus, the G virus, which is a more powerful version of the T virus, essentially. Uh, you find out what happened to Chris Redfield. He went to Europe to try to find out more about Umbrella. Definitely went on a vacation after that. Yeah, mansion yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so you keep exploring, you make your way down to the sewers underneath of the police station where you find Ada Wong, which if you remember from the first game, was the wife of John something another. He was one of the researchers that worked at the mansion. Um, mm. So you just find Ada, she says that she's a reporter trying to figure out more about Umbrella and what happened to her husband. You continue yep. your way through the sewers. You find a underground lab, which, of course, is owned by Umbrella. And a big fucking alligator. And a big fucking alligator, yeah. So at one point in the game, you are traveling through, uh, like, halfway to the underground lab. And depending which character you play in which scenario, you may end up having to fight this giant fucking alligator, like... I don't even know, like, the size of this thing, really, but easily, you know, ten times the size of a normal alligator starts fucking coming at you. <clears throat> Capcom has a bit of a uh, thrill with adding in huge animals. Yeah, yeah, they why, do. But... Yes, they do. <clears throat> um, so then, as you get down into the lab, you find another supporting character, Annette, who happens to be the wife of a Mr. William Birkin. And William Birkin is the gentleman who created the G-Virus, and there was actually some sort of thing going on where he was trying to strike a deal with Umbrella for it, but then Umbrella came and basically stole the virus from him, uh, trying to kill him in the process. But he injected himself with the G-Virus as kind of like a last-ditch effort to, to live and mutates and becomes a new, more powerful tyrant-like creature. You also discover while a little bit while going through the, the police uh, station, but more so in the lab, that the little girl that you've been seeing here and there during throughout the story is named Sherry, and Sherry is actually the daughter of William and Annette. So you continue your way through um, with your supporting character. You go through the underground lab, and you need to try to find a way out of the city because everything's on lockdown and fucked. So you you know you do your shit. You hop on a train. You fight a, or you're trying to hop on a train. You end up coming across G-Man one last time. That's the G-Virus tyrant-like creature. You fight him off, you hop on the train, and you escape. Or at least that's what you think happens. Once you play your second playthrough, 
there's a little bit of a epilogue is that what they call it right the the story yeah. after the story <clears throat> and it turns out that the g-man or whatever you want to call him was able to get on the train and almost killed the main characters as you're trying to escape so you have one final fight which is just a little bit over the top if we're being honest this thing grows the size of like the train basically and you have to try to fight it off sherry the little girl ends up like climbing outside of the train to stop it so you can all hop off the train while the train self-destruct sequence goes off it's a little ridiculous but it really hits some uh some comedic points for me i don't know it was just ridiculous in the best <clears throat> way i uh quickly i have a, a note on my back of my uh thing that i wrote in all caps yeah. very big because it's yeah. <laughs> the most most important note of all first mm. off the ending uh, resembles a uh directed vhs 1990s action flick that's a great way to explain it really it really the, is it seems like a b movie the whole i mean resident evil in general really just seems like a b movie a b nah, horror you can movie, probably drop it this down a specifically this is just c it's a c level horror movie yeah. yeah and i'm pretty sure they spent most of their budget on like the last 10 minutes of cgi that they used where everyone looks they resemble like a jimmy neutron-esque TV yeah. CGI. <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah, worse honestly though. honestly i uh oh but the ending the last word said mm-hmm. <clears throat> i'll paint the picture yeah they're outside the sun is setting they're on a road leon is walking towards the sun <laughs> he turns he turns to uh claire <clears throat> and his most act leon's voice actor is is in you can compare him to Wesker from the first game in just the over-the-top 90s action voice. Yeah. He goes, oh, what does he say? Because she says, like, it's all over. And I think he turns to her and he goes, it's not over. It's up to us to take on Umbrella. <laughs> and then this most disgusting oh, fucking God. guitar starts playing. Hell yeah, as the credits begin the credits to roll. credits roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. I can't do it justice. And he has, no. <laughs> like, he looks like Leo from the Titanic. He has that 90s boy haircut oh my God. going, too. The yeah. split down the, like, middle hair. Yeah. Uh, his, uh, his character model confuses me because uh, they weren't able to make him look like he was wearing... It looks like he's wearing blue sweatpants with, like, 1990s sneakers, but it's a kind police of, uniform, yeah. and I don't... It's I really, like, baggy it. looking. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, armor underneath his clothing or what, but it is very no baggy and loose-fitting for some reason. Cla- Claire's just, isn't much better because she's wearing, like, a spandex, like, bikini Pair of underneath. shorts underneath, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> under, it's, it's weird. Under Underneath this, like, bikini cutout jean top <laughs> biker outfit. Yeah. It's uh, quite interesting. So, it is interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit on the... A little bit of the main story. Yeah, that's a, just the the overview. But the, like we said, there are differences, though. Was there something you were wanting to say, though? Yeah, so when you, you played Leon first, uh, yes. you never experienced Mr. X, as I think they nicknamed him. Uh, not as the, Leon, the not that I remember, at least. So with Leon, you... so Okay, so when you arrive at the police station as Leon for you, did you arrive through the front door, or did you see the helicopter crashing in the beginning? for your leon playthrough uh i never saw a helicopter crash at all as neither if i recall okay yeah so then that is that's one big difference then for both of us because for me with leon i entered the police station through the front um the bottom level the front doors but for claire 
I actually entered from like the side. I had to go through a little like hut that connected the outside world to the police station. Came yeah, that's up some stairs. That's how and then it was when I me. and then when I came up the stairs though, the helicopter or a helicopter crashed that was blocking the way through the uh, police station which you end up seeing in like both scenarios but of course the two scenarios kind of happen at the same time so you watched um, so you got to see the helicopter that you have to like extinguish yes exactly yeah so there's a helicopter you have to extinguish at one point by making a uh, water tower kind of rupture so that's on the my one Claire crash. B yeah on my Claire B you actually see that helicopter crash so now, there's like a, a gentleman on top of the police station trying to escape and these other two members of the police or whatever come in on a helicopter to try to save him. But while they're doing that, a zombie or two zombies actually attack this dude on the rooftop and he accidentally like holds his hand, like squeezes the trigger of the machine gun that he had. And as he's falling back, he shoots the guys up in the helicopter, and that's what causes the helicopter to crash into the Ra- side of the building. Raccoon City has to be the unluckiest fucking place. Yeah. Not only <laughs> on Leon's like first day on the job, this outbreak occurs, but then magically this dude shoots fucking helicopter. Anyways, uh, the you movie know, magic, I, man. Yeah, I uh, no, I don't recall that happening. Uh, now we do this on a two week interval. I played my claire story ahead of time because i finished resident evil one early and i didn't play leon's side until uh last night most of it so i'm a little rocky on the claire side um but yeah no i don't recall because i think i would have remembered seeing like the guy <laughs> i probably would have yeah. wrote down in my Do notes you remember scene. how your claire story started uh yeah she goes she runs from a bunch of zombies through the streets and yeah. she winds up going through like the front door of the um the police, police station. station what about and for leon then leon he goes through i think once again you're running from a bunch of zombies yeah. after the car crash and you go through yeah. like the side of the police station same yeah yeah okay so that's not much different but claire in the, the beginning but so in the when you go through the entrance there's like three doors in the police mm-hmm. station uh and there's a guy in one of them he's a police officer who's wounded yeah if I recall. that was the same for my leon yes okay so yeah that's how that goes but if i recall the the helicopter was already crashed on both playthroughs it was already inside the building that's interesting I okay i could okay. be wrong if anyone's listening but it um, but yeah i don't i don't remember it leon um okay so how did how did mr x come about in your claire playthrough uh for my claire playthrough yeah he didn't really or mr oh. x mr x is the um he looked kind of like a metal guy, right? Yeah, just he's making robotic. sure I got the right guy. Yeah, okay. So for me, kind Mr. Of. X came through at one point. I don't remember the exact things that led up to it, but at one point you end up back outside. And when you end up outside, you see this helicopter flying overhead, a completely different helicopter from the one earlier. And they have what look like a bunch of missiles on board, like six of them or something like that. Like and capsules. They, capsules of some sort, yeah. And they drop one onto the police station. It breaks through like one or two floors of the police station, cracks open, and Mr. X comes out of it. That's how Mr. X appeared for my Claire playthrough. Now, did he harass you? So, like, so in the remake, because I've seen a little bit of the remake, I'm pretty sure he follows the players like constantly. Uh, in this, I think it's scripted when he comes, but I had yeah. him appear scripted maybe six or seven times as Leon for your for your Leon. So he didn't appear yeah. at all in your Claire. No. Yeah, okay. Cool. So that's a B scenario. Oh really? Okay. 
So for your so it's a B scenario only thing then I guess. Uh, but anyways, yeah. yeah, same for me. He just appeared at certain times, and it was interesting though. At, at one point that I remember, there's like an interrogation room area, and uh, he breaks through the wall. So from yeah. like one loading zone into the next, he breaks into, which is cool. And then you run away from him, and he comes back breaks. through yeah. the other way, yeah, to try to get you. Um, and then yeah, all the way down through the sewers into the uh, Umbrella Corp and all that, he periodically appears to try to kill you basically and yeah, it turns out quite a while yeah and it turns out at least in my claire because i played claire second that he was actually chasing sherry because you find out it later on in the story when you're talking to annette you find out that sherry has a g-virus sample in a locket that annette gave her her mom um yeah. so that's what mr x was actually sent there for was to recover that for for, for her is that the basically the same as what went on for you then um, I don't recall, I don't know if I saw that in the Claire playthrough, I don't remember. I just know in my Leon playthrough, uh, Ada has to, she gets, uh, Claire, dro- or not Claire, excuse me, um, Sherry drops a locket while, okay. like, hopping into, like, a vent, and, um, Ada s- sees the locket, doesn't know what's inside of it, though, she just sees the photo and says, I'll keep this for later, for okay. her, I'll keep it safe. Uh, it wasn't until the end uh, Ada has an encounter with uh, Annette, and Annette kind of like pops it open, like says, "How do you how do you have this?" and pops it open. Pops, Interesting. Pops it open, and it has the the sample in there. Okay. Or not the sample, but the the, the G virus or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it still makes sense then. So Mr. X would have been in your playthrough, I guess, chasing after Ada then, since she's the one who picked up the locket. Whereas in my playthrough since i played claire second and it sounds like sherry is always with claire and ada's always with leon which makes sense yeah and so mr x only ever appears in the b scenario so that means for me mr x was just chasing sherry but for you since sherry wasn't in the b scenario he was chasing ada who found the locket yeah uh now in, <clears throat> in my a playthrough they they allude to Mr. X because Sherry will be like running. Yeah. She'll like run away from Claire and you can hear Mr. X's like roar that he has. But, but you just never like come across him. You never come across him and then you encounter her dad who's mutated, who also has yes. like a yeah. similar. So how did that play roar. out for you? Like did he get infected? Um like you that you saw the same cutscene where he got infected from like the umbrella soldiers People, coming like and shooting him up and whatnot. So that was yeah. all the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. That's the same. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So it sounds like yeah, game uh, lore wise, like it doesn't seem like there's that many differences, just little small things. Now, um, did did Sherry get infected? On your no. Playthrough? So that is one thing when I was looking through some lore differences and whatnot. I didn't want to go too deep because I wanted to talk to you about it. But I was just looking at some general overview things. I did see that they mentioned in one type of scenario, she gets infected. What's that all about? Yeah, so when I was looking to see which scenario I wanted to play through uh, without trying to find too many spoilers, they do make direct references that she canonly gets infected during this time, I think in Resident Evil 5 or 6. Uh, but yeah, she... Um, there's this like monster that's lurking in the sewers. I I don't think it's her dad at that point. It might be a different one. It might be her dad. I don't recall. Um, I think there's only one. If I'm, I could be completely mistaken, somebody can correct us if I'm wrong. 
but I believe there's only one G virus infected, like fully mutated person. It might have um, been that her dad is then. Birkin, as far as I'm aware. Although okay. he does every once in a while infect other people. Like in my Leon A, you see him infect another person by releasing like this parasite that takes him over. Yeah, so so it is possible it was an offshoot, but the so yeah, main that's one what at least is Birkin. That's what happens. She gets split up from Claire. She ends up like I think unconscious in uh, around the same area where you find the uh, alligator, uh, like that kind of cesspool almost. yeah yeah the um, like sewer treatment area or whatever it is yeah yeah uh she ends up unconscious on like some pile of garbage and you see him like lurking towards her and then it cuts to black and like makes these noises they kind of fool you into believing like she got killed um mm. but yeah then she ends up infected and then you kind of have to nurse her back for back a while out. she gets sick there um yeah so yeah she does that's how she gets infected uh she gets a parasite i guess yeah okay interesting yeah so that didn't happen at all for me then i don't actually remember i could be mistaken but i don't actually remember her coming across sherry coming across her mutated father at all as far as i can remember in my playthrough she only ever comes across mr x or whatever he's called um so as far as i'm aware though i think that was the biggest difference between the two because annette died in my playthrough same in yours right yeah uh ada dies kind of and then her fucking shadow slash ghost something appears and throws you a rocket launcher oh yeah that's right i forgot i did see that in my claire b playthrough so i didn't connect that to being ada but yeah okay so ada Wait, did she, so ada throws claire a rocket launcher somebody that kind of seems like ada at least i didn't connect it to being ada but i'm pretty sure it was a female shadow that that's interesting one, so. because if i recall leon says ada like directly to her when she shows up with as just a shadow but leon would know who she is where yeah claire, claire doesn't claire just says like who are you or something like that and then they disappear so you know leon might say that oh, once again i'm <laughs> i'm my memory's jambled but yeah. i'm pretty sure he does say like ada is that you or something like that but I uh, try not to memorize too much of the dialogue because I'd yeah. probably have a fucking aneurysm <laughs> if I did. So it's not that bad. Like it's... I said, this game story-wise, uh, this game was so much better than the first one. Like, there's an actual story, and I was reading a little bit uh, just up on this game. And one of the things that they mentioned is that they were trying to appease a wider audience by giving it a more Hollywood-like uh, story outline. So they actually brought in like a professional writer and everything like that to try Holy to clean up the story, shit, really? which, yeah, which led to them completely remaking the game. Well, this was something that I actually <laughs> did know, um, just because some Easter eggs and things that I knew about the remake is that originally there was a completely different game made to be resident evil two now known yeah, as resident evil 1.5. 1. 1.5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause, yeah. And that was Claire... the main reason that they completely remade the game was because this guy came in and changed all the story elements if i'm not mistaken yeah so i assume he can be attributed to making uh bringing in claire or at least having them write in claire because uh yeah. claire's character leon has always been in the game with yes yeah the same he was always kind of the motives main. and everything yeah. uh but yeah they had her name was elza walker who was yes. also had the same background she's a college student motorcycle race racer vacationing in raccoon city yeah i don't know why the fuck you'd ever vacation in raccoon it was her city. hometown she was it's, coming okay, back to her shit. hometown yeah it's like a midwest like anyone can imagine a midwest yeah. <laughs> anyways uh 
but yeah, they weren't going to have the characters' paths weren't going to cross at all, and each character was going to have two supporting characters instead of one. Yeah, um, they simplified it in that regard. Yeah, uh, I think they actually did a pretty good job of the characters crossing paths and whatnot. Yeah, um, so they don't cross game, paths so. a whole lot. It's only at a few different scripted moments that they do. But when they do, it feels significant enough. And you can see little differences from where like things one character did affecting the other and whatnot. Nothing huge, because like, in both characters, for instance, you have to put out the helicopter for yourself. So like one of them is not already put out or anything like that. But there are small things. And one of my favorite things, and one of the notes I actually wrote down, I thought it was really cool when you go down to the underground section before you get to the lab there's a little armory that you can explore and if you make your way into this armory in both playthroughs if you took so there's two different things available in there one is a side pack that gives you two extra uh inventory Inventory. slots and the other is a machine gun you have the option on your first playthrough to take both neither or just one or the other and depending on what you choose it'll actually affect the other person so if you took both then the next person's fucked they don't get anything if you yeah. only took one then the other player gets the other and et cetera, et cetera. which i <clears> thought was a really do? cool way to cross so i took the machine gun for leon and or my scenario a and then the side pack for my scenario b because i knew that claire would get a grenade launcher a lot like how what's her name got one in the jill. first game jill That's got one in the I first game too. Yeah, and so having those two extra inventory slots was nice to be able to carry around all the different ammo types ammo for that. Types. Yeah. So that's what I chose for there. But I, I like how that little interaction was there with the two characters crossing paths and then the game changing a little bit depending on choices that you made. But speaking of choices, there was actually less choices in this game, I noticed. there was I, Besides the fact that you can play through different scenarios, there weren't alternate think... endings, right? Yeah, I think every, I think it's the same ending no matter what. Yeah, except for the it's the journey to the ending that changes based off of yeah. what scenario you pick first. But uh, yeah, but you can't yeah. like have a bad ending or good ending or good any of that. Yes, just, yeah, yeah, um, it just is. Which probably helps them with continent continent continuity con- <laughs> continuity. There we go. Yeah. Can't speak uh, as compared to the last game. Um, speaking of the last game, I found it interesting when you go into the stars. Uh, like their little office, all the little tidbits when you search around each desk. Um, yeah, yeah. You can find all the old characters' desks. Even some of them are smaller, like uh, berries. It just says that like someone who's a member of the NRA must be here, or like must yeah. have their desk yeah. here because he's like the weapons es- expert. Another desk says like it's a rookie's desk and it has a med kit or like a medical symbol sitting off to the side, and that's Rebecca's. Um, and then there's that Easter egg in there. If you search a desk, it's like 48 or 50 times. I did it. I never got my film. Uh, oh, my bad. I just <laughs> sorry to whoever's listening. I just hit my microphone. Um, but yeah, you hit you search a desk that says like there's nothing in it, and like 50 times and you get a film roll. I actually don't know what's on it. I want to say I, it's I, like I didn't a, know that was a thing. I actually yeah. didn't know that. That's cool. Um, it's a desk, like, off to the right, or maybe it's the main desk in that office. Uh, yeah, and you search it 50 times, you get a film roll. I want to say... I guess I could search it really quick, because I I don't want to be wrong. Um, I want to say it's, like, a bikini-clad photo of, like, Rebecca or something. Oh, really? Weird. <laughs> something weird like that. It's yeah. nothing, like, significant. Uh, um, so what, how did you feel about the gameplay differences in the two games, though? Because they um, made they made some significant changes, I feel like. Uh, 
Yeah, honestly, I mean, once again, we played the the remake, so not positive. I I prefer like characters and fighting wise. I preferred one actually. I I'm pretty sure I preferred two in every way. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so you lost the auto aim in Resident Evil Two, but since there's no real up down aiming, like up down aiming is not significant, I really didn't care that you lost up, down the auto aiming? aim. Yeah, I found I found down aiming was pretty significant. Down aiming is useful for the lickers or whatever they call them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, if a zombie's on the ground, they hardly do any damage to you. So you can just kick their head off or smash their head or whatever by running over them and saving yourself some ammo. So the only time down aiming really came in use handy for me, at least, was for the lickers. But regardless, even in the first game, with auto-aim, you still had to do up down aiming. So the only thing that they saved you from was having to turn towards the zombie or whatever. Yeah. Um, the The reason I preferred combat in 1, I didn't like the like horde of zombies that is very prevalent in 2. Um, so I actually I felt that way at first, too. And I think I even mentioned that to you at one point. But as I continue to progress through the game, especially with my B scenario, I realized that they gave you so much more ammo in this game, especially for the grenade launcher and shotgun, which are like area of effect weapons. So yeah. it actually became fairly easy to take down these wards that they had. Um, maximum of seven, by the way, fun tidbit. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so I actually didn't mind the hordes as much as I did originally. I grew to be just fine with them. And I liked in this game how... Like I mentioned, they gave you more ammo. And in this game, like the original, original, not the remake that we played, zombies don't come back to life after you kill Thank them. Thank God. Right? So, like, I didn't mind those rooms with the big hordes. I just killed that horde and still ended up having more than enough ammo to get through the game. So, for me, I didn't mind the hordes. I thought they ended up being just fine. Um, and... They did add a little bit of suspense to the game, especially before you find your shotgun or grenade launcher or whatever, because getting through those rooms with the hordes, pretty much impossible without taking like two, three hits of damage. Yeah. Uh, speaking of damage, that was that was a big, not huge complaint, but it was a complaint of mine. But I don't know if it was in Resident Evil 1, the original, and they updated it with the remake. Uh, when you were on your last... So you go from, like, fine to caution to dangerous. Yeah. When you're on dangerous, you slow down so significantly yes. that it's yes, almost it annoying. <laughs> like, it, it makes it a lot more dangerous because you can't really run away too well, especially with, like, the liquors, which uh, oddly resemble Venom from, like, Marvel Comics. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little quite bit. Quite a lot. Um, getting licked to death. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they also have, like, these sharp claws or whatever that they can swat at you with, but... And, but they also lash their, most, their tongue out with Yeah, you as that's well. their most memorable thing, is they stick their tongue out and whip you with it, basically, so... Um, that's a thing. What was I saying? I, I, I lost my train of thought there. Um, wow. I don't remember what I was saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> You were saying... I don't even know where, where what point you were trying to get to with it. But yeah, so on that on those notes though, the weapon variety I felt like was a lot better in this game. There's not there doesn't end up being that many more weapons in this game compared to the first, but I feel like they gave you those side weapons a lot quicker. 
Yeah, you, yeah, you got weapons quite quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, and part of that probably, and that's what game. I was gonna say. Yeah, I feel like a large part of that was probably the fact that you this game is just a lot shorter. So for my playthrough, my first one took I think five and a half hours, roughly. My second one took roughly four and a half hours. So that's a total of what eleven hours. The first game. I forget, I, I believe it was like 18 hours or something like that for me to get through both scenarios. So the game was just significantly shorter than yeah, general. Yeah, mine was about which, 12 hours total for this game. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that was probably part of it. The pacing was just better because everything wasn't as drawn out. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There were a couple smaller things that I liked that this game did, even improving upon, like, Resident Evil 1 Remake. Uh, so once you get the maps, like, the color-coded doors, because they bring back yes. needing four keys again, which, interestingly... So in Resident Evil 1, when you got a key, it could unlock probably, like, four or five doors in the mansion. At least in uh, the remake, yeah. Yeah, in this game, like, I think one of the keys literally only unlocks, like, one, one door. door. And yeah. it's gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> which isn't as bad, because both characters have a full inventory set there's no constrictions mm -hmm. for either character yeah um, there's six for each which is just mint <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah once you get the map for the the uh police barracks layout um it pops up on the map showing which doors could take which key because yes. each key is color coded which is really nice um it saves on having to wander throughout the mansion or the mansion resident Evil 1, yeah barracks, yeah the resident police Evil station 2. yeah uh, yeah, it really helps with wondering and, you know, having to backtrack and try to find out where to go. Um, and I feel like the doors that they unlock tend to be kind of grouped together, too. So you weren't going back and forth to try to unlock all the doors with the keys. Yeah. It all just... I mean, it's open. It's fairly open, the game is. But it seemed like they had a path that you could pretty easily follow to get through the game without yeah. having to... <clears throat> There's a lot less confusion for me, at least, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. I would like to, to say, watch, a, watch a speedrunner run through this Oh, yeah, game, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. Um, and this game, a lot too, less... with the... Maybe this is what you're getting ready to say, but so many less key items in this game that I feel like that idea that they had for the first where all the chests aren't linked together, I think I would have actually been okay with that in this game. Yeah, I barely used my chest um like i didn't have to store anything really because one even when you do get a key item you you were able to use it almost fairly quickly yeah the, the only, only one the i only, think good the only item that i held on to uh because normally when you use a key item and it runs out of uses it will take it out of your inventory or mm -hmm. let you take it out uh the the valve yes the and crank. that that's exactly the same one that I was going to mention. You do end up having to use the valve at a couple different points. But even so I that, used, but I still had it at the end of the game, like they because because yeah, it, I think they just never take it because it moves that bridge up and down yeah, at one point, and you could get stuck if you yeah, exactly. So they always let you keep that one, which was a um, pain because I didn't know if I was going to need to reuse it, so yeah. I ended up keeping it in my inventory for quite. I some didn't time, keep but. it in my inventory, but regardless uh yeah one of the other things though speaking of key items and things keys themselves so you mentioned how there's four keys again in this game uh, and then there's actually a few more once you get down to the underground lab but the old keys make a return in this game but they are not required at any point in this game they only they it's only for leon because again claire has a lockpick set kind of like how jill did in the first game leon but they a lighter a lighter yeah it's just like the first game but regardless, the old keys aren't required to open any doors this time around. They're just to open up 
some like drawers and things randomly throughout the police station to get extra ammunition and things like that. So that's uh, one item that I carried around the entire time. I ended the game with two keys, which is the maximum you can get in the Leon A scenario. I never ended up fucking using them because I didn't know where those drawers were. Um, I paid more attention with Claire, but with Claire, I never had to pick up the keys. I just had, I just lockpicked them. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I did did the same exact thing. I ended the game with one key. I I used one key at one point. uh, Then, yeah, I had an extra. Um, But yeah, there's a lot less puzzles in this one as well. Um, Yeah. Which I didn't mind because it helped with all the key item clog that was in the first game. And I think a lot of that just has to do with this being not the remake. Because like I said, this game is a lot more how I remember the first Resident Evil being in that aspect, with just everything Mm. flowing so much nicer. So at some point, maybe we'll go back and play the original Resident Evil, like the the real original. But right now, I don't know about you, but I'm all about Resident Evil out at the moment, though. (laughs) Yeah, I am a little burnt out on uh, on tank controls and zombies and fixed camera angles yeah <laughs> the 1990s <laughs> right the midwest right. um one more thing that i did want to mention though is that they did give you a little change of pace in this game those secondary characters that each of the two main characters has um you get to play as both of them uh, once or twice throughout each of their stories which i thought was interesting so as ada you get to run around as her for a little bit after at least in my scenarios after Leon gets shot, you can play as Ada as a little bit. And uh, Sherry, on my Claire playthrough, she climbs through a vent and ends up finding some key items for Claire. Yeah, that's that's about the same as it was for me. Um, I feel like sh- I played Sherry a lot more than uh, Ada. Yeah, I, I um, feel like it's the same for me too, but I'm not positive. Because again, harder to remember my first playthrough than my second yeah i feel like sherry had a bit more like puzzly stuff to do i feel like i actually i feel like she had more puzzles than all the all the other characters honestly really? i i thought so i felt like she had a little bit more puzzly stuff i don't to know do. for me i for me i would disagree i don't think it was really that bad but it could be different with the a b scenarios that we did um but yeah some uh some other small like weirdness was uh them calling the crossbow a cross or a bow gun bow gun yeah which i actually didn't even find you Um, never got the bow gun i eventually did so i'll admit i ended up looking it up because i got all the way to the laboratory section or right before the laboratory section and i knew from talking with you that the bow gun was supposed to be like a shotgun like replacement and i was like fairly quick early on yeah i was like how the hell have i not found this i ended up looking it up and it's in the star's office is where it's at in the police station um, but for whatever reason, I didn't realize you could search one of the cabinets in there. So I never I never picked it up until really late. I ended yep. up using it a few times. I didn't care for it, though. I'm not going to lie. The grenade launcher was just better in every way. Like, Yeah, and it uses three bolts per shot. Yeah, um, I mean, so the, the ammo packs that you pick up, you get like 36 of or whatever per ammo pack. So yeah. it's about the same as the shotgun. Because with the shotgun, you would only pick up roughly 12. But it's still but, just weird. And I feel like it took so many shots to kill anything. Yeah, because unlike Leon uh, on Claire's playthrough, at least with me, um, mm-hmm. she couldn't upgrade her weapons, whereas Leon could get gun upgrades. Leon could get gun upgrades? Did you not know that? What kind of gun upgrade did he get? Um, there's a shotgun. I 
the ones I found at least, a shotgun upgrade, which made it go from like a sawed off to like a full gun, like a full range shotgun. It changes the appearance of it too. Uh, so it increases, I think, range and probably power as well. And then the Magnum, uh, it gets like a, it gets a lot longer. I never um, used the Magnum. <clears throat> the yeah. Magnum with the upgrade is probably the strongest gun in the game, opposed from the rocket launcher. Uh, it took yeah. about it was one hit per. Um, what are they called? Like regular the, enemy. The liquors. The oh yeah yeah. Um, um, yeah, one hit would kill them. So huh. it was it was very strong. The shotgun um, upgrade does actually sound a little bit of familiar. I think I might have got that, but no, I don't think I got the uh, magnum one. But again, I never ended up using it, so guess it doesn't matter. The magnum matter one, you have to carry a key with you for a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of the key. I think if you inspect the key, I think it says it has like an umbrella logo on it. It's a weird huh. looking key. Um, oh, was it the weapon locker key? Maybe, probably. Because I, I never ended up using that key on my Leon playthrough. I did on my Claire playthrough, but on my Claire playthrough, all that key unlocked was uh, some extra ammo packs. Ah, uh, yeah, you get it. You use it down by um, uh, when you when you're playing as Claire, where a net you and a net meet up like in that laboratory. Oh, I keep hitting my mic. I apologize, anyone that's listening. Ah. Uh, in that laboratory area you meet a net down there at one point and then you go in the one room and there's like a big ass moth with a bunch of like babies yeah it's yeah. it's around that area yeah i think that's the weapons it. locker and like i said i never ended up opening that with leon so oh well mm. doesn't really fucking matter whatever uh I also... real quick while i'm while it's on my mind do you remember what rank you got because in this game for anybody who doesn't know you get ranks and the ranking is based off of how quickly you beat the scenario how many times you save and how many times you heal there may be other criteria as well but do you remember your ranks that you got uh with leon my most recent one it was i think a c i got or b, b maybe so not much different yeah uh yeah. and then with my first playthrough with claire i want to say d it was a d for me as well i saved i think like 16 times on my first playthrough and then roughly six times on my second um, but I think I That's... also healed a lot more because I was trying to be more conservative with my ammo mm. around all those hordes. But after ending the game with so much extra ammo, I just didn't worry about that with Claire on my B scenario. Yeah, I, I healed a lot more with Claire. Um, mm. Leon, I was able to run through a lot more quicker. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I saved maybe like 15 times with Claire and then probably like seven or eight times with Leon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so much easier. I don't ever carry uh, the things with me to save. Ribbons, so unless yeah. there's, unless there's a. Although in this game, I noticed I think every single typewriter had a crate next I, to I'm it. I'm pretty sure there was one that didn't, but I did notice that as well. That nearly every, if not every, typewriter had a set of two ink ribbons right next to it. And I feel like there were a lot more typewriters too. Yeah, there's a lot game. more. Yeah, there's a lot more typewriters and chests and safe mm-hmm. rooms throughout. Although it could just be the fact that I feel like the map overall was a lot smaller, so a lot more. I mean, even then, it's still a good bit more, but it's it's a lot easier to find those. I feel it was um, more condensed, but I I think there was more rooms though. Uh, Maybe not. I'm not positive, but I I do know that getting around was a hell of a lot easier. I only got confused on the layout like once or twice in this game. Whereas in the remake, I was so fucking confused moving around that mansion half the time. It wasn't until, like, halfway through the B scenario 
or the second playthrough of the first game that I finally started to memorize the mansion. The police station was just so much easier to understand. Yeah, the mansion was confusing. It was that was yeah. awful. Uh, <laughs> Level design is just so much better. Yeah, I did notice uh, after doing a little bit of reading, they started making this game only a month after they completed the first one. So yeah, but that would have been one point five, which they almost completely changed. So yeah, really... so I mean, they didn't have a long development time. I did notice they uh, they reused the uh, the Wolf and Eagle medal. Yeah, yeah, they did. Which I don't know why. Like I retextured or something but yeah, i don't whatever. know why they did that um and then uh sherry's well sherry's boss like her dad boss battle mm-hmm. and mr x's boss battle especially mr x's i haven't wrote down sherry's dad but this was during my first playthrough but mr yeah. x's boss battle is so stupidly identical to the tyrant from the first game even with the rocket launcher <laughs> And yeah. then they use the same exact, like, slow motion, like, stop frame yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> as soon, and the Whenever one stupid one-liner yeah. that Leon, like, says out loud that yep. made me cringe. Like, why? Yeah. I also noticed, like, the alligator battle was kind of similar to, like, the snake in Resident Evil 1. I, I mean, kind of, I guess. Although, is it possible to kill the alligator without so there's a canister that you can pull off the wall and the alligator will actually end up putting it in its mouth and then you can shoot the canister which will cause it to explode i don't know if it's actually possible to kill the snake otherwise whereas in resident evil one you can kill the snake you mean you don't know if you can kill the alligator alligator yeah whatever uh flub my words a little bit there but (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know it's just I don't know. I mean, gameplay, like, the game, it's not like games nowadays where a sequel with a two-year, three-year gap is going to be a bit different. Like, they're they're still working with the same technology. There's the same camera angles, the same controls. Yeah, so. well, I mean, There's most of so the time they... sequels for games nowadays tend to take, like, four or five years. So, usually, yeah. you end up being on a whole other console generation Whereas with these or games, they release three. Yeah, the they release three on the same console. So it's yeah, not like so, they I had mean, massive leaps in technology that enabled them to change yeah. much. Yeah, they're working with the same bone structure of the game they worked yeah. for, with before. It's just a different setting with a bit more story. So the gameplay wise and boss battle wise, I mean, there's only so much. Not a whole I lot just, different. Yeah, I just but wish the story like, why, changes why? and whatnot. I think really made up for it. Definitely, I just. I, I laughed whenever the rocket launcher dropped back down. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a different gun. Give me like a machine yeah. gun or something to kill hey, him with. Machine gun was an option. I just don't think you could kill him with it. Yeah, I know. I had it with me. I only had about 5% of it left. Uh, yeah. And it, he did not seem phased. I no. mean, he, he did drop down into a, a vat of lava that didn't yeah. Yeah, he affect him much. Burnt. Um, um, what, how, did you get the other uh, special weapon, the shock lance or whatever they called it no i saw there's a flamethrower there was a machine gun mm-hmm. and yep. i never had the shock lance yeah i don't remember I, i'm pretty sure it wasn't called shock lance but it was a zapping type gun it would let out like a little bolt of lightning and if you missed then you could just fire it like instantly again but if you actually hit something with it you would be in stuck in this animation for a second while it shocked the fuck out of something Huh. Pretty interesting weapon. I used it so at one point you are in a train car going down into the laboratory and you have to fight off um, the G enemy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the G man. 
Yeah, the G-Man. <laughs> you have to Not fight him <laughs> off while running back and forth around outside this train car as it's coming down. And I used it at that moment. And uh, it, it's a pretty powerful fucking weapon. It was pretty cool to use. It was a, I'm pretty sure it was also a one-hit kill, kind of like how you were saying the Magnum was. Pretty sure it was a one-hit kill for all the So that was with Claire? Enemies. Or could you get that yeah, with I, both characters? I got that with Claire. Um, with Leon, I didn't end up getting the flamethrower. Or, no, I did get the flamethrower. I just basically never used it because... I never used it. I didn't even It was only it really up. helpful on the plants, and the plants yeah. were pretty easy to kill with a shotgun, so... And it takes up to you inventory space so like mm-hmm. i never well, because it has integrated ammo essentially yeah but. same with the, the shock lance or whatever it was called yeah yeah and the machine gun was the yep. same way the yep. mac 11 um yeah the mac 11 i used or the machine gun i used uh quite a bit until it reached zero i never yeah. i picked up the flamethrower and i never used it because it's just it's pretty much useless in the first game and i didn't care to test it out on the second one i mean it made the boss battle in the first game with the giant spider really fucking easy honestly yeah but it like lost it was, its came in very handy for that part of the game <laughs> yeah but then you have to tug it like tug it around for if you want to keep it but yeah. you, if you wanted to just use it for that one boss battle though you could take it to the boss battle drop it off in the next room and be done with it yeah but anyways um, this isn't about the first game though so <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I have much else about this one. I uh, I enjoyed it a good bit more. Most of my first game playthrough, a lot of my notes were uh, a lot of complaints. Uh, this Same. game, honestly, this game yeah. just felt better. It was a lot more connected. I didn't. I ended up playing it more than writing down angry notes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if trying you're the to type beat of person it, who doesn't care at all about story and games, just start with Resident Evil Two if you're going to try to play them all. Skip the first one entirely. If you, you care at all about, about it, story. Honestly obviously play resident evil 2 or the first resident evil but this one in my opinion at least is just better in every way yeah even i, I mean the remake i i understand they they started with the resident evil 2 remakes the recent ones because i don't know understand fully their reasoning but i mean i think their thought process was resident evil 1 already had a remake and probably still yeah holds up fairly well graphic wise gameplay wise not so much but i really well, and wish... they did make an hd remaster which removed the tank controls too yeah but it, it's, Evil, it's so. not even the tank controls it's just how just yeah how no I, just I understand the bones yeah, of I it and from what i saw with resident evil 2 they they still held fairly true to how the game was but they just made it a lot more modern and a lot more palatable to this decade um and I, I wish they gave Resident Evil 1 the same treatment. Um, Which they it, could it still do. Updated. Hopefully they still do. Yeah. Um, and I'm really interested, once we get through the like 20 other games, to yeah. <laughs> uh, play Resident Evil 2 Remake and uh, look back and right. see the differences. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I have for, for this game. It's yeah, that's enjoyable. pretty much it for me. Uh, again, um, like we did at the end of the last episode, I will say, if I had to give it a score, I know review scores are terrible... But if I had to, I'd probably give this one closer to like a three and a quarter to a four uh, compared to the roughly three that I gave the first one. It's just a slightly improved version of the first game. Really. Yeah, this. If yeah, I, I wish this was the first one. I think they would have gave a better impression. Um, Same, yeah. I, well, I, I don't know. I what, think they I'm... started the story really good with the first one, but it's just gameplay-wise and the layout of everything just the layout of all the puzzles and the layout of the arena that you're running through was just better in every way 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember what I gave. That was two weeks ago. Uh, I'd probably give I'd probably give Resident Evil one a three or yeah three out of five. I'd, I'd not give Roughly. this a four out of five. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much the same uh, for me. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that's pretty much all we got for this game. The next episode, though, we agreed on doing The Legend of Zelda, the original on the NES. So just something a little bit different because we're both a little bit burnt out on Resident Evil. We do still have plans, of course, to finish the Resident Evil series eventually, but we wanted to start something a little bit different. So, of course, make sure you subscribe and do all of that good stuff so that you can see that episode on Zelda here in a couple weeks. Yeah, so... uh... So yeah, the podcast should be out on pretty much all of the uh, major platforms. Major platforms. This one, when it releases, won't be. So if you're listening to it, you're probably listening on YouTube or Acast. Mm-hmm. Um, I started le- uploading these to YouTube. Uh, it'll be uh, just Gaming Cog on YouTube. Uh, we have links and whatnot in our About section. Yep. But yeah, hopefully within the next two weeks, uh, this will be on iTunes, um, Google Podcast. What was the other one? iHeartRadio. Um, iHeartRadio. And then, and yeah, up on Eventually, YouTube we'll get on Spotify on and things, too. But baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, our, pl- our plan is with these series is to play through an entire franchise of at least the mainline games for a lot yeah. of these. But we do get burnout because um, some of these We're games human, and some of these are kind of rough to play. To <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I enjoy my time with them. But, yeah, I, I, especially Resident Evil 1. That game, I don't feel like was fully made to be played. Yeah, in like yeah. a three-day span, like I played <laughs> one it. Scenario, uh, one scenario, one scenario on Resident Evil is all you need to play. There was no reason to play both. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we do get a little burnout. Um, so Zelda, which is only like a few hours, like probably like what? Two uh, hours. I think three according hours. to how long to beat, I think it's roughly. Hold on, I got it right here. I'll just pull it up real quick. Roughly nine hours. Okay, but that's for people. I feel like that's for people. A lot of people who never played like, it before or whatever, never played it, don't know where the dungeons are. I yeah. almost beat it not super long ago. A few and years I beat ago, it. So. I beat it. Yeah, roughly two, three years ago myself. I beat it again. So, so I, don't I feel think like I bad get, for us. Yeah, I feel like a few hours. Like probably no more than five hours. Um, cool. I don't know. I said we get him. I say we use a uh, timer there. Let's see if you do it. <laughs> Put some money I on it. Know. I don't know about all that, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, what's your socials, Christian? Uh, of course, I've got the Yub Tubs, I've got the Twitches, I've got the Twitters. My link should be at the bottom of our Acast page, but you can pretty much find me. Section. I'm stream all the Steam on YouTube. I am, I think, just stream the Steam on Twitch, and my Twitter is something around there too. I haven't been using Twitter very much, if I'm being honest. But uh, my YouTube is active again. My Twitch, I'm going to try to start streaming a little bit more on there. So if you want to watch me play some of these games or just other things live, feel free to do that. I also have a Discord server. I'm not going to plug it directly here, but it's on my YouTube and shit. If y'all want to hop on there for some weird reason, feel free. And yeah, for me, I uh, I know last week I had a bit more of a uh, more branded with the podcast, but uh, my more personal kind of twitter account youtube and twitch channel uh is at optijack which is o-p-t-e-j-a-c uh i stream fairly constantly uh, about every other day i normally play more multiplayer stuff uh dead by daylight some escape from tarkov um i haven't uploaded on youtube in quite some time 
Uh, I don't know if I have plans to in the near future, but I might. And Twitter, yeah, I uh, I used to use Twitter all the time, but now it's mostly just to say when I'm streaming. But if you want to catch when I'm streaming, feel free to follow. Uh, I won't spam your timeline or news feed, whatever it's called on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, kids in your socials. I used to use Twitter all the time. I was tweeting like <laughs> 20, 30 times a day, but uh, when I was like 15. Right. Um, but yeah, so we will be back in two weeks for The Legend of Zelda. Good old yep. classic. September mm. 21st. Mark it down, everybody. Yep. Any closing words? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.